He's just returned from a party meeting. The squad of family planning officers that arrived yesterday has been sent from Hershey Town. The village party office isn't large enough for their purposes, so they've commandeered a classroom in the school and are doing the abortions and sterilizations there. This crackdown will be merciless. What are we going to do? Merle says, with fear in her eyes. I don't know. The officers were clear. Any pregnant woman who doesn't have a birth permit will be given an immediate abortion and a 10,000 yuan fine. 10,000 yuan? We couldn't raise that even if we sold our house. Thank goodness we bought that fake birth permit last month. It won't fool them, Kong Tzu says, taking off his glasses and rubbing his face. They're examining the permits closely this time, checking for fakes. How many women did they round up today? Meili asks, feeling a wave of nausea. Well, there were ten tied up outside the party office. The school caretaker saw his wife among them and tried to rescue her, but the family planning officer struck his head with a hammer, took him to the school and locked him up in the kitchen. The old seamstress who lives on Locust Tree Lane tried to hide her pregnant daughter from the squad and got beaten to death. They killed her! Meili gasps. She strokes her swollen belly and watches Kong Tzu move around the room, the outer corners of her eyes slanting upwards like outstretched wings. He's throwing his hands about and groaning. She's never seen him in such a disturbed state. Abruptly, he slumps down beside her, knocking over the basin of water by her feet. A dark puddle spreads over the concrete floor. Small feathers gather on the surface, resembling flimsy boats on a lake. Why didn't you clear the basin away? Kong Tzu says, jumping to his feet. Look, my shoes are all wet now. I was keeping the water for you. Come on, sit down again. Meili fetches the thermos flask, pours more warm water into the basin, then kneels down, takes off Kong Tzu's shoes and washes his dirty feet. After drying them in a towel, she mops up the mess on the floor. Classes have been suspended, he says. I doubt whether many pupils would have turned up anyway. Some have already been sent to stay with relatives in other countries until the crackdown is over. Will you still get your salary? <laughs> I haven't received proper payment for three months. The Education Bureau was only giving a measly hundred yuan a week, but now it can't even pay me that. Last week, all I got was a small can of diesel and a pad of writing paper. And the county authorities have the nerve to say that this crackdown against family planning violators has been launched to raise money for village schools. Well, you can be sure that our school won't be receiving any cash. Mei Li looks over to the right and sees her daughter, Nan Nan, crouched in the corner near a muddled pile of shoes, staring at the wet floor. What are you doing there, Nan-Nan? she says. Go back to bed. Nan-Nan raises her sleepy eyes to Kong Chu. Me want to pee, Daddy. Go and do it yourself. You're two years old now. You shouldn't be afraid of the dark anymore. Nan-Nan moves grumpily to the front door, but can't turn the handle. Meili pushes it down for her and swings the door open. A cold draught blows in and makes the skin of her belly tighten. Kong Tzu shivers and lights a cigarette. On the wall behind him is a huge mosaic mural of green mountains and blue rivers, which his friend, 
a renowned local artist called Old Chao, created for him after Kong Zhu built this house three years ago. Last year, Old Chao moved to a town 50 kilometers away to live with his son and daughter-in-law, a low-level cadre in a luxurious apartment block for government employees. On Kong Zhu's left, beside the entrance to the kitchen, hangs a scroll of the Confucian text for children, the three-character classic, and a framed photograph of Kong Zhu and Mei Li standing in Tiananmen Square during their honeymoon in Beijing. On his right is the doorway that leads to Nan Nan's room, where under the bags of fertilizer and pig feed beneath the bed lies the secret dugout Kong Zhu made for Mei Li to hide in once her pregnancy can no longer be concealed. Old Huan, the district family planning chief, was at the meeting, Kong Zhu continues. After